Hey, all you nostalgic Golden Chainsaw winners. Welcome to a special crossover between this and Dorian Life. And 9021, here we go. I'm Steve Rudd from This and Dorian Life. I'm Kendra Mickles from 9021, here we go. And I'm Nick Gunning from both. Ah! Hey. All right. <laughs> so today we are discussing the sci-fi original movie, Sharknado 3. Oh, hell no. Kendra, let's tune to CUTV. This movie originally aired on July 22nd, 2015. I love it when we suddenly get to talk about the 2000s. I know. Usually we're only talking 90s. Yeah, we're talking, we're like, where are we in 902? Are we in 97 now, right? 97, I think we just crossed over into. Yep. Yeah, I had to hold back from saying we boys. And I was like, yeah, no, that doesn't work. That only works in the 80s. It was just a wee time ago. <laughs> you know, before we get into this, I have to ask. I So I had never seen any of these before we started this quest together, these these three years now. And I don't think either of you had seen Sharknado 2 before. Have either of you seen Sharknado 3 before this viewing? I had not. I've seen three, and I know I've seen four. Okay. All yeah. right. So you have. Yep. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. Well. It was uh, it was something special. So sure was. Where do you go from here? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We're gonna we'll find out next year. All right. Sorry, Kendra. Go ahead. Yeah. Tell us about 2015. All right. Birthdays. July 22nd. Rob Estes, who plays Harry Wilson in the CW years of, of 90210, turned 52. Okay. Mm. James Arnold Taylor, best known for voicing Obi Wan Kenobi, turned 46. Hello there. I randomly have a signed picture of. <laughs> like a picture that he signed. Yes. I don't think I don't think I, I met him. I saw but, that in your house. Yeah. Why do yeah. you have that? You don't know? I don't know. I think maybe he came to Okinawa and I happened to like get a signed picture, oh, but wow. I didn't meet him. Okay. But anyway, yeah, oh, very strange. You have, you have it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh. July 26, Cress Williams, who played Deshaun Hardell in 90210, turned 45. Okay. July 30th, Carol Strucken, who played King Tarek in Battle for Endor, turns 67. Yeah, yeah crossover. There he is. <laughs> A couple of deaths to mention. February 27th, very sad when Leonard Nimoy died at 83. Mm, oh, I remember that one. That yeah, was a sad one. That was, that was sad. May 15th, legendary blues musician B.B. King passed away. Mm. And August 17th, Yvonne Craig, best known as Batgirl in the Adam West series, died at 78. Wow. She was, al- she was also in Star Trek uh, with Leonard Nimoy. She was, uh, she was one of the yeah. early, like, Orion women. Also in a couple of Elvis movies. So, yep. what a she career. One of the yeah. Ladies. That's Wait, was right. she the Orion woman in Pi- the Pike? No, 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 she was no, not. She's not Orion Vina. She's not Vina from yeah, the cage, but Vina. she does show up yeah. as an Orion. Yeah, that's right. Movies, July 17th, Ant-Man with Paul Rudd and Evangeline Lilly debuted. Oh, wow. It I like was Ant-Man. and remains okay. That's how I feel about that movie. That's crazy. I really it's like it. The same year as Leonard Nimoy's death. I, I, yeah. that, I feel like that movie came out like not too long ago, but Leonard yeah. Nimoy's death seems forever ago yeah yeah that's true that's true it's hard to keep track with like the marvel like boom 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 release especially like in this era it was like three movies a year back in the day it really was july 31st mission impossible rogue nation was released in theaters everything old is new again i like rogue nation 
What are we on now? What's this one now? This is seven part one. Kendra, have you seen it? I did. <sighs> yes. And it's very good. It's very it's good. Very okay. good. All right. I don't know first. if I like it more than I liked Fallout, mm. but it is very good. I, I feel like after like maybe the first three, mm-hmm. I don't think I've seen any of the more recent ones more than the one time I saw it in theaters. So maybe uh, I really it because I, I really don't remember. remember. Which one is which? If you're like, oh, Fallout, I'm like, I recognize that name, but like, is that the one? I get them confused a lot. I have to be like, is this the one where he hangs onto a plane? Is this the one where he's climbing the outside of a building? (laughs) Rogue Nation is Jeremy Renner, right? Is is Rogue Nation Jeremy Renner? Yes. Okay. All right. Okay. I think so. That's the one in Dubai. Yeah. Uh, Right. Okay. Okay. Right. I think that's Rogue Nation. Now we're with you. I think so, yeah. October October 3rd, 2015, the unauthorized Beverly Hills 90210 story, a television movie that chronicled the early years of the series, aired on Lifetime. That's fun. I know. I've never (laughs) seen that, Kendra, and I feel like at some point we'll have to cover it. Oh, for 100%. Um, David Lennon played a young Ian Ziering. Oh, oh, speaking of casting, this is my favorite thing about I've never seen it. But like there was also an unauthorized Saved by the Bell movie that came out around the same time by the same people. And the actress who played Tiffany Amber Thiessen in Saved by the Bell, like reprised the role for 90210. Isn't that funny? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love I know, it. We got to watch it. Okay. And December 18th, Star Wars Episode 7, The Force Awakens, was released in theaters. Yeah, Kendra, we saw that together. Did we? We did. Yeah, we saw it in Hornell. I believe you. <laughs> it's true. We did. We did. I really, I like The Force Awakens. I loved The Force Awakens. I feel like that movie, I don't know if the rest of it lives up to the promises that Force Awakens made, but I really think Force Awakens yeah. is a great I wish they continued that arc. I was that really happy. original arc, because that was going to be interesting, yeah. I remember leaving the theater being like, whoa, Star Wars! Yeah. Those trailers made me, like, emotional. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh my goodness, like, yeah. Star Wars, I love it so much. I know, I know. Yeah. And I remember, like, leaving the theater after that and thinking, like, well, they did it. I didn't think they could do it, <laughs> yeah. but that was a They've Star Wars it. movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's Wild. crazy. Wild. Yeah. And then The Last Jedi came out. I know. We can't talk about it. We can't. We can't, we can't because I I I liked the trilogy, yeah. so I can't get into we it. Be, we got to stay safe. Okay, sorry. Yeah. All right. TV, May 20th, The Late Show with David Letterman aired its final episode. Oh, I love David Letterman. I watched yes, that. I used to like... Like my friend had a little tiny TV in his room and whenever we would have like sleepovers there, we'd like, we were supposed to be asleep because it was like, you know, the late nineties or something. And we would wait and then we would turn it on super quiet and like listen to the top 10 list and everything. I remember the finale. I remember like uh, watching it yeah. live. It was very, Bob Dylan was the guest and Bob Dylan hadn't like left his house in like 20 years. So it's pretty, <laughs> uh, pretty amazing all around. <laughs> June 2nd, Community with Joel McHale ended its run. Love Community. Kendra, we met Joel McHale together. Do you remember that? We sure did. That was a great show. That was really fun. (laughs) June 3rd, Hot in Cleveland with Valerie Bertinelli ended its run. Oh, yeah. I liked Hot in Cleveland. Did you guys watch that? I've seen parts of it. It's it's the most like, you know, we're going to make an old school sitcom kind of sitcom that exists. It was like they weren't mm-hmm. really swinging for the fences. They were just like, let's make something that feels like a rerun <laughs> pretty successfully. Yeah. 
July 6th, Lego Star Wars Droids Tales debuted on Disney XD. Oh, droids? Kendra, I know that you are a, a droids. I know you remember fondly the droids cartoons. Steve and I are having a real head-scratching experience uh, watching that. <laughs> the 80s droids yeah. cartoon. Droids Tales is pretty fun. It's a Lego thing. I watch it with my son. It's fun. But boy, the old droid show is weird. <laughs> It's weird. It, it can only get better from here. Yeah. Well, we've like. said that before. And then we had the second season, season of Ewok, two. so who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Music. July 10th, Owl City released uh, his fifth album, Mobile Orchestra, which peaked at number 11 in the U.S. I feel like that's one people don't like. Is that true? I do not like. I don't like this album. I don't like anything after, what was it called? Like, All Things bright and beautiful or something okay. yeah something like that but his newest album his newest album that just came out is actually okay and i am going to see him in concert in september <gasps> oh and that's i am cool. pumped that's cool so hopefully he plays only the good stuff <laughs> yeah oh, the oldies <laughs> yeah tyrese released his sixth album black rose which hit number one on the billboard hot 100 whoa okay i've All watched right. nine no, I watched, well, I guess including Hobbs and Shaw, I've seen 10 Fast and Furious movies, but I haven't seen the newest one. Wait, <laughs> you gotta is, get on is that. Tokyo Drift in that 10? Yeah, t- that, that counts. Is that third? Is that three? Is that? Well, it's three, but it's up. set between six and seven. I just did a deep oh, dive okay. on all of this, so I can answer any of your questions. <laughs> I have okay. many. Okay. <laughs> Video games, November 17th, Star Wars Battlefront was released on the Xbox One and PS4. I haven't played a ton of Battlefront. Steve, you you went pretty heavy into Battlefront for a while. Oh, I freaking loved it. Yeah, one of the best Star Wars games ever made. Yeah. But definitely one of the best games ever made. Like, it was just so much fun. Hours and hours, man, of the original. Yeah. Yeah, Even the original. but, uh, But the new ones that came out by DICE were just, they were nice. Did very, you, very beautiful games. I, yeah, see, I, I like I've played it a handful of times. I really got into uh, was it Force Unleashed? I played that on yes, Wii. like Force Unleashed one and two. Dual, were fun. dual blades, yeah, dual bladed lights. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It came out General, on like Xbox. Yeah. Were you? What was your go-to Star Wars game? You're like a pod racer fan from back in the day, right? I did like the pod racing game. I yeah. actually have it on the on the Switch. Yes, me too. Nice. So that's that's fun. Okay. I'm very bad at Lego Star Wars. Oh. When Eric and I play that, it it's a test of our marriage uh, <laughs> after an hour of playing that. Because you can only, like, go so far from the other person. Yeah. So, like, if he's trying to do one thing and I'm trying to do one thing, then it... Oh. Yeah. You're it's just like, a problem. Oh, I just want to get that gold coin. Yeah. That's a yeah. problem. Like, yeah. come over here! <laughs> Skywalker Saga was so much fun, though. I had a great time with that. Lots of fun Ewok deep dives in that as well. Ah, uh, I haven't gotten there yet. I haven't gotten there. Not even one close. of these days. One of these yeah. days. One of these days. All right, Nick, take us beyond the zip code. Okay. Our featured cast member today is Ian Zeering. This, uh, I heard about this. I haven't seen it, but in 2021, Ian Zeering popped up in the series The Other Two. In the episode, the character Carrie thinks his agent has booked him a cameo in a high profile project, but instead, he just bought him a personalized video from Ian Zeering on the cameo app. And Ian Zeering <laughs> actually recorded <laughs> <No>. it. <laughs> It's hilarious. My husband didn't tell me. He was like, Kendra, come watch this. And I died laughing. He like 
says that he's like, I'm on the set of, he makes up like frog, a frog apocalypse. Yeah. Pretty fro sure. Frog apocalypse. <laughs> yeah. So funny. I Go watch it. it. It's hilarious. I it. Yeah. I, I need, need to, to I have to. I need to find that. Yeah. And that show is pretty funny too. It didn't last very long, but yeah. Like three, three seasons, I think. Yeah. Well, that's pretty good innings, actually. Not bad. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Let's see who's living in Beverly Hills. Or Washington, D.C. Washington, D.C. Is I that guess. where we are? Or <laughs> Orlando, yeah. Florida? Washington, D.C. That's just full of palm trees. Has Washington, well, yeah. Washington, Washington, Washington. 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 The one I guy said, I had to rewind. I was like, I no get way. It. I get it. Washington. Nice. Okay. <laughs> All right. This movie was directed by Anthony C. Ferrante and written, of course, by Thunder Levin. The Dream Team. Of course. Team. <laughs> you know, if it, ain't, if it ain't broke, you know what I mean? Just yeah. to keep it rolling. So last year we had several cast members that I could say, hey, look how they're connected to 90210 or Star Wars. I didn't have much luck this time. Of course, Ian Ziering is back as Finn. And we did get a nice little uh, 90210, I don't know, Easter egg, I guess. When they're in the RV with Frankie Muniz, you see license plates on the wall. And one of them is the license plate of Steve Sanders, who is Ian Ziering's character on 90210. And it's a personalized plate that says, I ate a Ferrari. So that was a deep cut 90210 reference that I was happy no to see. No way. I'm glad you pointed that out to me because I don't know that I would have caught it yeah. otherwise. Uh, we have Neo. Neo here is Agent Devereaux. Neo appeared as himself in a 2012 episode of the CW 90210. I completely missed hmm. Neo. It must have been a blink and you miss it thing because they're from he's Agent Deborah. He's like yeah, he he's rolls one of into the, the days. He's yeah. He had a little bit to do. Okay. I I just I must not have recognized him. I don't know. Uh and then moving on to of course Tara Reed back as April. Of course. And they did the same thing they did last time where they're like, let's let's trap Tara Reed in a side plot so we don't have to deal with all that is Tara Reed. <laughs> so just her and Bo Derek. Bo Derek. Uh I know Bo Derek. Fame is here as her mother, Mae Wexler. But uh, Tara Reed, she's operating at peak capacity. I don't know what else to say. It's not good. She did good. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. It's fine. I actually thought maybe she was better in this one than she was in number two. Am I making that up? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's I about the that. same for me. All right. Cassandra Serbo's back as Nova, <laughs> which I don't think we had Nova in number two, did we? Was Nova there? I don't remember. Oh. Or was is, she, is she the girl from the first one who yes. was working at the, the bar? One, okay. The yes. Yeah. I, I don't think, think she was in number two. I don't think so either. Because I think we kind of had Vivica Fox instead of yeah. Nova. Sky. Vivica Fox says Sky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So That's anyway, right. I was glad to see her back. Frankie Muniz as Lucas. Uh, Kendall's Love it. personal friend, Frankie Muniz. I have met Frankie yeah. Muniz. Yes. I stood next to him for a picture, and it was yeah. wonderful. Yeah. I when know, I saw I him, I said, oh, my goodness, it's Frankie Muniz. <laughs> I'm sure he hears it all the time. Yeah. He's adorable. He really is. <laughs> he was actually really funny at this. Like, I thought he did a good job. I think he was one of the better. I, I just, he, was, he was definitely in it. Um, yeah. I think it's a little crazy that there's a NASCAR race in this movie and they didn't have Frankie Muniz do anything with that because he famously races cars. That's true. That's He's true. a car driver. Oh, so, yeah. I, did you yeah. guys? Did you guys talk about that at that meet and greet? Or yeah, in that like two seconds where you, you like come in, snap the picture. Okay. We had a whole perfect, conversation. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> David Hasselhoff as Dave, as uh, Gilbert Grayson Shepherd. So as uh, as Finn's Gil. dad, we got David Hasselhoff. Great. 
Uh, and then Mark McGrath back as Martin Brody. So love him. Glad to have him. So many cameos. Uh, we were discussing before we started recording out of the consensus here, guys, is that we didn't have as many cameos as, as season or as episode two. They were well, it was definitely front loaded with cameos. Yeah. Like they were all in the very beginning. Yeah. yeah. We yeah, did have more going. like political, like actual political figures, like Anthony Weiner was there and like Michelle yeah, Bachman and like Ann Coulter, yeah. and you know, there were like some weird things there. I just mentioned a couple. Lou Ferrigno here as mm -hmm. Agent Banner. So I liked the uh I liked the little Hulk connection. Uh Tim Russ, uh who's Tuvok from uh, Star Trek Voyager. Here yep. is General Gottlieb. Uh, Mark Cuban as the president. And boy, do I have a fact about this. Uh, are you? I'm sure you know this, Steve. But the role of the president was originally written for Sarah Palin. And they talked to Sarah Palin and it was like, really? maybe she's going to do it. Maybe she's not. And ultimately, she didn't do it. Look, that would have been hilarious. That would have been hilarious. Guys, oh, my gosh. Listen to me. It gets so much better and so much worse. Ian Ziering, fresh off of the Celebrity Apprentice, was like, do you know who would be a hilarious person to get to play the president? Oh, Donald oh, Trump. Was so, Ian Ziering on the Celebrity Apprentice? Yes, he was. He went oh up goodness. to the penultimate episode. So Ian Ziering reaches oh, wow. out to Donald Trump, okay, and talks to him about doing this. And he's like, yeah, I'll do it. He was excited. He wanted to do it. This is per The Hollywood Reporter. They sent him the uh, contracts. He was going to do it. And then his lawyer, Michael Cohen, <laughs> uh, reached out to the Sharknado people and were like, oh, man, maybe this isn't a good time because he's thinking about really running for president. It would be kind of a weird look for him to play the president in Sharknado. And then it just kind of was like radio silence. So finally, they were like, well, I guess this is not going to happen. So they reached out to Mark Cuban. And then when they announced that, they got a letter from like Michael Cohen being like, how dare you? Like he wanted to do this. And it was like a whole thing. Oh, so it was my almost Trump. goodness. And maybe that would have like, I can't cut the campaign. Probably would have. <laughs> but like, just picture that Mark Cuban scene with like a pre politics, like celebrity apprentice era, Donald Trump. And that would have been hilarious. <laughs> With like the double machine guns, like shooting the evil sharks, like just picture that with Donald that, Trump. Yeah, scene so would have been insane. Funny. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. But boy, that's I think like... this is one. This is one for the time machine. Like I add that so. to the time machine to so. fix that. If you go back to the past, I don't know. I don't know if we what we experience is art imitating life or life imitating <laughs> art. I just lost track. <laughs> yeah, I don't I know. know, but um. That was wild. Any cameos in here that I didn't mention that you guys want to make sure we get known? Oh, I mean, there were a, there were a bunch that you didn't I, mention. Yeah, I mean, Chris Jericho, Lorenzo Lamas, Bill Ingvall. Chris Jericho. Uh, so Chris Jericho. he was, I think he was WWE then. He's AEW now. Yeah, well, okay. yeah. They, they go back and forth. They all go. He's AEW now, and he is one of my more liked. Okay. wrestlers on aew so okay he's very entertaining so he had a little bit more to do here, i was like I whoa he said something like hey come back here and i was like whoa and i had to rewind and be like oh my gosh that's chris jericho that he has voice. really long hair now that's so that's short uh, hair okay. and thin he's thinner so he's gained a little bit of you know i see 58 year old weight and yeah. has long hair so he looks completely different okay it's bizarre. So, yeah. I, like, I had a double take. I didn't recognize him at first. But there he was. We're going to talk about favorite cameos later, correct? We are. Ah, we will. Yeah. Okay, yes, we cool. will. 
Steve, I, we can't put it off any further. Steve, can you hit us with a classic Steve Rudd uber detailed plot for Sharknado 3? Aw, oh, hell no. Oh, yeah, let's set sail. All right, okay. uber detailed <laughs> plot of Sharknado 3. Oh, hell no. Finn races out of the Jefferson Memorial in D.C. in a panic. A storm is brewing, and he must get to the White House. Not because of sharks, but to be awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Suddenly, the storm, obviously brewing outside, quickly bursts in and rips the Washington Monument from its base and comes crashing down on the White House, completely destroying it. The storm inexplicably dissipates. Huh. This microburst NATO, I just coined that, by the way, has left D.C. totally devastated. Thinking only of his pregnant wife, April, Finn begins the long drive down to the Universal Studios in Orlando, Florida, where April, <laughs> an expecting mother, her mother, and her daughter are currently vacationing, which is completely normal to do while your husband receives the highest honor a civilian can be bestowed in the United States. Yeah. Naturally. On his way, Finn runs into trouble in a foggy shark storm, but is saved by his former flame, Nova. Nova has been busy lately tracking shark storms with her sidekick, Lucas. With the top-secret info they have been receiving from the government, they predict all the random storms will combine into one mega sharknado that will decimate the entire East Coast. They must get to April before then. With the roadway out of South Carolina blocked, they head to the Charleston Air Force Base to borrow a plane. A sharknado suddenly bears down on the base. Finn and Nova manage to escape on a fighter jet, but Lucas meets his untimely death, legless and armless, by blowing up his prized Winnebago. Which is pretty pathetic, actually, because I don't think he takes anything with him. <laughs> yeah, I know. Explodes. Flying over Orlando, Finn and Nova manage to destroy a Sharknado forming by blowing up their fuel tank. A shark smashes into them, and they crash land into the Orlando Resort. There, they meet up with Finn's daughter, Claudia, who has been busy trying to keep her friend Jess and some teen vacationers alive, to no avail. Except for one, Billy. The storm they thought just they destroyed over Orlando begins to intensify, and they take shelter in the Universal Studios globe, which actually saves them. Short on a plan, Finn reluctantly resorts to calling his estranged father and, re- and retired colonel at NASA, Gil Shepard. Finn fills Gil in on what must be done. The plan is to destroy the superstorm from space, hopefully causing a massive enough and hot enough explosion to cause a cascade effect destroying the entire storm. Finn and Gil prepare for space, and for some reason, reason, April wasn't apprised of Finn's involvement in the plan until the last minute. She confronts Finn in the last countdown seconds of the launch, forcing her to take refuge in the shuttle. Finn, Gil, and April shoot into space with the help of Nova, blasting a hole in the Sharknado with another fighter jet. Oh my gosh. Yeah, they're just everywhere. (laughs) Once in place, Gil releases the shuttle's massive tank, which produces a massive explosion once detonated. Unfortunately, the tank did very little to stop the immense storm, and Gil quickly comes up with Plan B. Activate the conspiracy-theorized Star Wars defense satellite platform that currently resides nearby in orbit. Convenient. Gill successfully activates the satellite and vaporizes the Sharknado storm with its laser weapon. 
Unfortunately, there isn't enough fuel for Finn to rescue his father, who takes his last refuge on the moon. <laughs> Finn and April, desperate to get back to Earth, are attacked by sharks in space. Finn finds himself a laser saw, fighting off the worst of the space sharks. Suddenly, a massive shark blasts into the shuttle, swallowing April whole. Finn chases after her by getting himself swallowed. The shark, however, begins to freefall back to Earth, crashing down on a beach in a burnt and crispy heap. Finn bursts out of the massive corp, desperate to find April and his unborn baby, when he hears the sound of a chainsaw cutting through the belly of a nearby sizzling shark corpse. Out of the hole, a baby emerges. During freefall, April gave birth and in a last desperate move, passes the baby to Finn. Determined, Finn reaches into the corpse and pulls April out safely. Their daughter, Claudia, appears. Claudia? 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 Claudia. With Nova, and they all celebrate the birth of Finn and April's newborn baby boy. The celebration, however, is cut short when suddenly and inexplicably, a bit of wreckage from the shuttle, off camera, crash lands directly on April. Roll reddit well yeah and that was actually that went to like a, a twitter poll to decide if she lives or dies for sharknado 4 <laughs> so no excellent. it's a real, it's a real that's classy, how it was decided classy oh. operation here disappointing <laughs> it's so hard like watching these movies and deciding like what is too far because like both literally and figuratively people are jumping the shark like every moment <laughs> in this movie yeah and so this one did feel like too much to me, but I feel like that's absurd to say. It How was you... so over the top. It was. it was so over the top. It was. So yeah. one thing I noticed in this one, though, there were very few times compared to the first movie and second movie where I was like, oh, my gosh, this scene is dragging. Like, they're just trying to extend the scene so that, like, you know, we're just watching, like, random beef footage yeah, and you're just yeah. like okay what's going on stop showing this random stuff they do it a lot in the first one and they do it a lot in the second one because the second one feels like it's three and a half hours long for some reason <laughs> it, I don't it, was, know. it was a rough this one, yeah, very sure. yeah that, th this one there was a lot less of that but i did notice when it happened like they're not quite getting good at that kind of filler b-roll stuff that that goes on but I think well, that I, is a good I point, though. I, better. I think, that, I think you're right. I think three is a little stronger in that regard. It, it doesn't yes. feel quite so much like, all right, next. Like the pacing it moves. is a little better. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it flashes back to like news reports, people, you know, working in a... But like the cutscenes made, made more sense where you're like, yeah. oh, who are these people? And then you realize like it kind of comes full circle. Oh, those are the people that are actually in NASA or the weather people that are communicating with. Yeah. Like there's a lot of that that happens. Like you see people come around. So I, I thought the beginning yeah. was fun because it was a very like we, we were going for like a James Bond vibe with the obvious like him walking into yeah. the crosshairs with, you know, and even the opening credit sequence was a little James Bondy. But the, the initial scene with all the cameos and getting the medal and everything it felt like they were kind of spoofing a different kind of movie than they typically do. And I did kind of appreciate that. I thought yeah. it was a good start. It was a good start. <laughs> it was right into the action. It was. It really does. Yeah. yeah. We've said this for three movies now, but I think, again, Ian Ziering, hats off to him because every moment. Yeah. He's right in it. He's right in, He's it. Right it's in never, it. It's never a wink to the camera. It's always 100%. And I, I just to think. To the end. Yep. 
it's such a selling point for these. It is such a smart move. Like, I want to know who decided that, like, no, you are going to be in a real movie and everybody else is going to be in Sharknado. But you, sir, yeah. are in a real movie. I just, it's it's glorious. It's so fun. <laughs> Very fun. It is. True. It is. You know, I, th- I, th- I do think that other people did try to play the serious part in this one a little bit more. The second one, it was so obvious. Ian Zeering is the only yeah. serious character while everyone else was just extra. Like Even the stuff that happened to Tara Reid was just like, oh, geez, like, yeah. come on, you know, oh, losing gosh. her hand and when stuff like that early on. When she's trying to put the glove on the robotic hand in that one scene, <laughs> I was just like, what am yeah. I watching? This is and a like nightmare. The, the saw, like, like retracts back into her wrist yeah. and it's like look, look, look. Yeah. And I saw that yeah. I was like gross didn't really oh, need to see gross. that that's I don't understand why it, it probably because we had more like we're dealing with the political stuff and then he's on like military bases and stuff is probably why there was a little bit more of like the seriousness yeah. I don't want to keep beating up on Tara Reid but I will say with the last two movies how they've given him like an alternate female lead yeah I, I wish that we could do that because I I think I would kind of like a little romance you know? I would too. Yeah. I think that I would, would make it that. more fun if it was like if he was falling in love with a different person every time or or whatever. You know, if there was like but he kept going back to Tara Reed. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> right, like destructive relationship. I just I just feel like that that I understand why they're like, no, this is what we're doing, you know, like this is this is the thing that we set up, but it you do miss something without any sort of like romantic intrigue. I think in this kind of movie, yeah. you kind of need it. For me, it's like uh, when I was reminded that Tara Reid was in this one. And then when the mo- when the movie started, I was like, oh, yeah, now I remember how this one, like yeah. how this movie goes. And I was just like, oh, I really I really like Nova better. I really do. And I don't oh, know if sure. that's like I-, I just think her character is better and she's just more fun. You know, and then well, they have sense, chemistry too. They do yes. have chemistry, one hundred percent. Yeah, they do. It's like so. It's almost like I wonder if Tara Reid and Ian Ziering actually just like really don't like each other. <laughs> well, they keep keeping them separate. Yeah, <laughs> that's so. true. But yeah, but maybe. Ian Ziering sells the relationship when he's called upon to do it. When they're together, like I believe it. When he was talking to her on yeah. the phone, like I believed it. You know, he's a, he's a good actor. I kept like watching this one. The Universal Studios setting is pretty corny, mm-hmm. but I think that it was probably maybe I'm giving them too much credit. But I feel like that's that's because of Jaws three. Have you guys seen the Jaws movies? Jaws right, three. Well, I don't think I've seen Jaws okay. three. No. Jaws three is about uh, Dennis Quaid is a lead in it, and he plays the son of Martin Brody, the original like the Roy Schneider character. But it's all okay. set at Sea World. It's all about like they're oh. at Sea World. And they're like working at SeaWorld and like sharks get into SeaWorld and it becomes this whole big thing. So, I mean, Sharknado 3, Jaws that 3. That is I, Quaid, isn't it? Yeah, it was like his debut. That's oh, what, We were wow. just talking about Dennis Quaid because we're watching, Eric's watching The Boys, which has Jack oh, yeah. Quaid. And I yeah. didn't realize Jack Quaid is Dennis Quaid and Meg Ryan's Meg Ryan. son. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. yeah. No, in The like, Boys? You, Oh my yeah. gosh. And you know that you can see both of their faces. Yes. Yeah. Faces. Now that I know, I can't unsee yeah. it. Oh my gosh. I have to like Google this. But I feel like it's got to be like they're they're referencing Jaws 3 with that. Or at least like it's convenient yeah. to do that. Because, you know, it's the third movie in both of them. Of course, we see the Jaws ride a lot in this one. But 
you see the shark hanging yeah yeah there yeah. yeah 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 that gets uh that gets highlighted that was um who was that that was jerry seinfeld springer that, that jerry springer jerry, not jerry, jerry seinfeld. seinfeld what's the well, deal with the weather every time i go out i get hit with a shark <laughs> no jerry springer jerry springer <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was Jerry Springer who gets oh, eaten Jerry by Springer that yeah. shark. Oh, I didn't know who that yes. was. Well, this is a very natural transition into our favorite death. This was one of the questions Steve has put to us. Ah, what yes. is what is your favorite death? And mine is that Jerry Springer getting eaten by the shark that you think is fake. Because <laughs> at Universal Studios in Florida, outside of the Jaws ride, there was that giant shark. And so, like, I've yeah. definitely got my picture under that shark, you know, like. So I, I, I have that. mine, but uh, I think my picture was in the California one, okay. not Florida. Right. So when it was like, take my picture, take my picture. And then, you know, yeah. it ended up being a real shark hanging there. I was like, that doesn't make sense. That's stupid. And I love it. And I love it. Yeah. So mine was, I actually wrote the, the Twister show because when I thought favorite death, I actually wrote the favorite death of a shark, which was really oh. not, which like. It counts. It counts. I'm going to count it. I'm going to count it. But I love that scene when he like tears up the shark and then like it, it's almost like the, the, the scene in that set ends and everyone's like, because they, they thought they were watching a show, but it's yeah, actually right. like, I thought that was really funny. But I think my favorite death, death of a person uh, probably has to be Lucas. I mean, oh, yeah. I'm expecting Man, like freaky like Cute. Frankie Muniz, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm expecting like, oh, he's gonna take everyone out. No, he's just like, yeah, and just it's like a tiny little fireball. Yeah. The storm yep. doesn't even yep. dissipate. Yeah, nothing happened. Like, yeah. So it's just like, oh. Frankie Muniz gave his all into that he death did. scene. He I did. like felt the pain. Yeah. Of his Were you wondering what is he gonna hit the button with? Yeah, I know. You know, I'm gonna give it the one the one that comes to my brain when I think about it is the stupid roller coaster one where it keeps the oh, shark yeah. keeps going up and down the roller coaster <laughs> and then Chris finally Jericho. gets to the top Jericho. and eats. Yeah, the yeah. 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 I, I think movie. a close second for me is the uh Are you kidding me? This is the most secure, you know, facility <laughs> in the entire world. And he opens the door yeah. and there's like 30 shards <laughs> in the yeah, bunker. Um, was, yeah, that, that was pretty good. Steve, isn't that the dude from uh, Stargate? Oh, it's Teal'c. Yeah. 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 Okay. Whatever his name is. Well, uh, um, yeah. Christopher. Christopher. Priest. I don't know. Yeah. My favorite shark death. That now that we're talking about my favorite shark death is definitely oh, in the beginning when they hoist the American flag and impale the shark. And then they like <laughs> recreate that iconic image. Yeah, the Iwo Jima image. Yeah, yeah. he's like, God bless America. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. both gratuitous and disrespectful. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, too far. <laughs> I know. I did. Be disrespectful. It's got to be. Like I did kind of wonder. <laughs> oh, it's Christopher Judge. His name is Christopher Judge. Christopher Judge. Yep. 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 Christopher Priest yep. is a comic book author. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> How dare you? Yeah, he's so, the most secure. <laughs> Yeah, that was just, pretty good. You knew it was, was coming after he said that. I was like, ah, oh, yeah, there's gonna be, yep. there's gonna be sharks in there. It was good. Uh, favorite cameo while we're talking actors. <laughs> I did it. I I was like, is that George R. R. Martin that just got eaten by a shark? <laughs> yes, <laughs> and it was. Theater. Yeah. Um. So that's pretty hilarious. But um, my favorite, I'll I'll have to go with Grant Imahara, who was there for two seconds. 
and he was on Mythbusters. He recently yeah. passed. He recently passed away, and oh. I was so so sad about yeah. it. So seeing him randomly in this movie as like Secret Service, I was like, oh my goodness, it's great in Mahara. That's fun. Oh no way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you, Steve? Mine was mine was George R. R. Martin as well. Okay. Like not okay. a, not a whole. I mean, he is like a kind of a prominent public figure, or at least he was for a while. So like I recognized them, but I. I feel like most people wouldn't, so that I, I was like, oh, that's George R. R. Martin. But I think Anthony Ferrante, the, the director, remember, he's been in every movie as a character. Right. He was like, he was like a, on the, I can't remember the first ones. He was like on a bus, or he was like in a, he was one of those guys playing music in the subway kind mm. of thing. And like okay. The first one. So, yeah, this, he had a lot, he, he had a, a, a bigger role. He was like the, um the NASA, like, launch director oh, guy okay. making all the decisions oh. based on the launch. He just looks completely different because in the in the first or second movie, when he was when we see him, his cameo, he's, like, really gothy looking. He looks like a street bum, like, mm. real dark, long hair. And, he, you know, I don't know if that's his actual hair, but looks completely different. And I was like, wait a minute. I feel like I recognize him. And if you're watching it on Amazon... You get to oh, tap yeah. the screen and it'll tell you who's in it. And I was like, oh, it's him. That's the director. <laughs> so I thought that was really funny that he's in it. And so like now it's now that I know I've seen four, I'm like, I I can't remember where find he is. So it's I like, where's Waldo? I can't, yeah, so I can't wait to watch number four. I can't wait. This time next year, he's going to be my favorite. I okay. Just, I just know it. I know. What about you, Nick? It was Lou Ferrigno for me. Yeah. I, had, yeah, I mean, Lou Ferrigno is Agent Banner. I loved it. I thought Bill Ingvall <laughs> was also really funny, though. He was like the uh, chief of staff, just like losing. Bill Ingvall was funny. I like that. that uh, I like that Maria Menounos was in there yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah. Yep. She's just everywhere. What is her she career? Is. She is. Oh my gosh, the Pentaveret, Kendra. <laughs> the Maria Menounos. She was the. Pentaveret. She was the only funny part so of the Pentaveret. That's rude and incorrect, but well, it, uh, it I was, uh, okay. It was funny to see her here. <laughs> Uh, what about what about Okavark? Uh, what's now? No, no. Tell me again the difference between Okavark and Ichiwawa. <laughs> Okavark is the the worst of the worst moment, but I think we got to save with a movie like this. We should save it for last. So give us your Ichiwawa True. moment, Kendra. Yeah. What is your favorite one? Oh, favorite moment. Give us your favorite oh, for dear. Ichiwawa. Yeah, the one that uh, I wasn't prepared. Somebody else go first. <laughs> okay, uh, all right. I'll, I'll go first then. I'll get that. My favorite, absolutely, was when. Nova and uh, and Ian Ziering emerge from the Orlando fountain after crash landing. <laughs> yes, yeah. like half naked, like and in like, lingerie, basically. Just, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's just in her underwear, and he's yeah. like shirtless, and it was like they were just wearing flight suits. Like, I know. Seconds ago, like <laughs> I yeah. laughed like, out loud. They took their clothes off. They yeah. took their clothes off. And the put the flight suits on. They yeah, didn't just put the flight have. suits on over their clothes. Yep. I just thought that that was funny because then immediately the next scene they had their clothes on again. Yep. I laughed so hard. I mean, I and Ziri looked great. He for did. Real. Look when good. he came yeah. out of the water, I was like, wow. Yeah. I yeah. agree. He's working yeah. out for these movies. Yeah, he was a Chippendale dancer. I think he was a Chippendale dancer like around this time. So like he that's right. Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah. No way. Yep. Nick, you go. Okay. <laughs> uh, I gotta give it to surfing on the presidential portraits in the very beginning when they're trying to like get down into the bunker and Mark McGrath is like ripping a picture of Lincoln off the wall and then they put him on the staircase and like surf down 
running sure. into sharks. I mean, I just that cracked me up. Yep. That was pretty good. <laughs> yep. Um, I'm gonna I guess I'll go with the when Nova and Lucas come and save him and they're like she's like flipping backwards oh, yeah. off the car and killing sharks and yep. I don't know. I liked yeah. I liked her whole get up. Yeah. Her, like, crazy mask that she yeah. was wearing. Yeah, the I mask agree. Was well, it was cool. a fun reveal because we yeah. hadn't had her for like a, a movie. So it was kind of yeah. nice to give her like a cool re-entry, which was fun. Yep. Yeah. And she's back. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Nick, what was your Okavark moment? Your, the worst moment in the movie? This you was, you know, I was going to say it was a close one, but it really wasn't. When, when that bloody baby came out of the side of the space shark and he grabbed it. I was like, I can't go with you on this ride. I, this is. When's I the end of the movie? That's when I you can't check handle the this. Yes. <laughs> yes. They, they, so like they have their re-entry inside the husks of dying sharks. And apparently Tara Reed gives birth to a baby while re-entering the planetary orbit and pushes the baby out of like the side of the shark skin. I, it's a no for me, dog. I couldn't. <laughs> yeah, I know that was, I couldn't. It's so disgusting. That it's way smaller than a baby should be. It's yeah, like everything about it, was just, it was just very um, upsetting. That's that's also my. You're right there. I was okay. just like, I was like, shut up. That is yeah. not a baby hand sticking <laughs> yeah. out of the shark. And then yeah. he pulls the baby out, and I was like, this is ridiculous. I mean, the yeah. movie is ridiculous, but this is ridiculous. <laughs> that you know so it's funny mine has to do with that it wasn't exactly that part but it was like nick knows i'm always like a stickler for like ah. oh my gosh and, and i think that's true. so right so i had to rewind it like three times because i was like am i am i wrong that like april gets swallowed yeah and then ends like goes after her and then gets swallowed by what looks like the same shark okay you think it's the same shark, yeah. but it's not. It was like right. a, what would be a uh, whale shark, almost looking shark, almost. It had like whale shark <laughs> okay. looking skin, but it was All like right. a great white. Okay. So that shark strikes the shuttle and then he manages to get into it. So it appears on the get-go that it's a different shark, right? He obviously yeah. gets out of a different shark when he hit the beach. But when he gets inside that shark that he jumps into, that's obviously a different shark. He's like... He's like, and he's like looking around for her. And I was just like, wait a minute. Is he, was that supposed to be the same shark? So I had to, it was confusing. I don't know. I was just like, wait a minute. So I was like, that, that really bothered me at the end. There's no way that baby was making it. That's really dark to say, but like my second, my second, if I had to pick a second Okavark moment, it's when they get in the universal globe and just like bounce around oh, right. i'm like they're they're yeah. all dead yeah. they're like not Indiana surviving the this. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're getting beat around like scrambled eggs and right. she and like ian ziri got to earth by shooting his parachute out of the shark right so yeah. he parachuted down Good but point. what did she do oh that's right she, she just yeah, hit she the just ground she just she hit should, the ground she, came yeah. she should be ball. complete mush <laughs> i forgot his yeah his like three yeah. shoot thing yeah. deployed True. i forgot about that mm. yeah made no sense you've proven conclusively that the logic in these movies is flawed 
I think there's just some. <laughs> I think we've cracked this case wide open. I think we, Listen, there's, I think there's we should science. tell some people that these movies. The, 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 we, we, yeah. <laughs> if they need a consultant for like Sharknado 14, yeah. you know, just let me know. Yeah. I'll, you know I'll be your continuity guy. Well, okay. So how did this, how did this land for you with like comparing the first three? I think I'm going to go one, three, two, two was just kind of, I don't know, but this one was just like, so crazy. Mm. I think I'm landing on it. It was fun. Crazy. Okay. It was like fun to watch because it was so ridiculous. But the first one I think is just, I don't know. I think well, it's, I mean, it is original. You have to sort of acknowledge that it is original. Yeah. 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 But this one, didn't we do merged Sharknados in the second one? Wasn't that the whole thing that they were merging? No, yeah. Yeah. I I was going to say something about that, too, that they're like, oh, like it it could happen. Like, what if this happens? And it's like, that was like the whole premise of the second movie. That actually, it would have been great if he was like, it's okay, I've seen this before in New York. Yeah. And that would have solved everything. That one line. I like that they're leaning into like, the sharks are plotting and living in the clouds. Yeah. And they can like, (laughs) they can make these storms like happen and then they can make them disappear. Like the sharks are in control. (laughs) Yeah. I love that One they're leading into that storyline. Yeah. One little bit of conspiratorial storyline <laughs> happened in the movie and was then immediately discarded. <laughs> like, oh, that's okay. All right. They're surviving by eating the birds. Oh, yeah. In the, in the clouds. In the storm. They're living in the clouds. the clouds. Makes sense. Yeah. We're getting somewhere and then, nope. Well, we'll Mega see. Storm. Mega storm. <laughs> You know, yeah. we'll see what happens in That's the subsequent yes. films. That's true. Oh yeah, the next one, Steve, is the is the Star Wars one that that you were thinking yes. it is. It's Sharknado Four: The Fourth Awakens. <laughs> the Fourth Awake. I thought it was like Revenge of the Fourth, but yeah, the fourth, fourth Awakens. Awakens. Yeah. That's hard to say. That's a good one. That's okay. that's a personal favorite of mine. It's okay. hard to it's hard to wait a whole year between. I know. I know. That'll be okay. I think I can wait. Watch it. You can watch it tonight. I can wait. We just can't talk about it. No, I gotta wait. It's gotta be fresh. I think for the integrity of this crossover, you know, I like how it's a crossover between 90210, which makes sense because it stars Ian Ziering, and Star Wars, which makes no sense. But here we are. (laughs) But here we are. Yeah. But next year, but next year, we can say it's because of The Fourth Awakens. So. Yes. We've been yes. building to this moment for years. Yeah. It all comes full circle. And then, of course, there's like four or five more after that one. Yeah. So I don't know how we're going to. We'll link it. Yeah, we'll keep we'll going. Link it. We'll keep going. We'll yeah. keep going. Yeah, we'll figure it We'll find a way. Okay. Well, over on uh, 902 and here we go. Kendra and I are working through season seven of Beverly Ooh. Hills 90210. So Ooh. We're, we're getting there, Kendra. We are. Wow. It's a magical time. It is. And over on the Sandorian <laughs> Life, Steve and I have finished the Ewoks cartoon in its entirety. We've yep. now moved on to the droids portion of Star Wars Vintage, and uh, we're intercutting that yep. with Ewoks comics. So it's a great time for some. Yes. I mean, if you like, if you like poor quality, you should go watch the Ewoks and droids cartoons. <laughs> you know. Yeah. That's how it's connected, right there. That's the. There you go. If you don't want to watch yeah. it, you should definitely listen. That's right. That's right. We'll tell you all about if it. If you're attracted so you to poorly to. made entertainment like Sharknado, try the Ewok show. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> uh, it's a formula that works. I mean, just like a car talk, right? Yeah. I mean, it's just they're just talk about cars, but it's yeah. one of the greatest 
So oh, wasn't the wasn't the laser satellite called the Star Wars thing? It was. Yeah, the Star Wars. Right. Was that like There's Reagan? Our, was that was. like President Thank Reagan? You. That's what it was, right? There's our the connection. Star Wars. Star yeah. Wars. It's perfect. We did That's it. Perfect. Maybe next year we need to somehow tie it in with X Men and the '90s. I mean, Mark McGrath. So there's your '90s music connection. And we yep. can get the whole Radio Meanwhile family talking about these uh, terrible movies. I'm sure Eric would hate to do that. <laughs> he would. I bet he well, would. David Hasselhoff has his own music, so that's true. And and I believe it's in the nineties. Yeah, probably I and beyond. So. And beyond. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, great. I was a big fan back in the day. The Hoff, you know, he's still my all time. I know. He was like my first. He was like my first. I want to be like him. Wow. So, wow. Him and Magnum. Aim higher. Yeah. Tom Selleck. What? Yeah. Come on. Sorry. When I'm I think sorry. of when I think of David Hasselhoff, I think of the SpongeBob movie. So. Really? Oh, I think of uh, Knight Rider, Michael Knight. Sure. I was that was I was invested in the Baywatch storyline as a child. There was a whole thing. Yeah, oh, sure. You were there for the story. For me, it was Nick because and of the Stephanie hop. are on a plane and the yep. plane crashes and it's like underwater and it was like a multi thing where Stephanie's trapped <laughs> under the water and Mitch is like trying to use. It was a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. Yeah, it was heavy. A lot it was a heavy show. But yeah, fun to see him here. Fun to see him here. All right. Absolutely. Well, in a year, we reconvene to talk about Sharknado 4. Happy Shark yeah. Week, everyone. That's right. Happy, Happy Shark, Shark Week. Happy Shark Week. We'll see you next year. 902 and here we go. <laughs> Sharks are good, not bad. That's true. <laughs>